You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. What a disappointing loss that the Bears had. 17-16 to 16 is the final over on the lakefront, and it feels like there's a lot of feelings in here. I don't know how long I'm going to go on today's podcast, but my goodness, there there was a lot that went wrong in this game, including the kick of Eddie Pinheiro. He had two misses, and one of the things that's bothered me, I it's bothered me a lot over the last couple of years. The apotheosis of some of these players to me is um, troubling. Yeah, Eddie made a big kick in Denver. He doesn't have enough of a resume to lead you to trust him. And kicking can be so mercurial anyway. Like, I like his swag. I like that he wants to be in that moment to win games, but you got to win him. And we weren't talking about a 52-yarder, a 57-yarder, one from 60. We weren't talking about a hope or a prayer. We were talking about a 41-yard field goal put into position exactly where he wants the ball to be, and he didn't come through. Those are the types of things that you have to call out. And what I hope happens is that Matt Nagy and his staff have learned that just because he won the job out of camp and everyone's calling him Eddie Money and Eddie De Niro, that, that they don't stop looking for, for to improve at the kicker position. This podcast is not going to be all about tearing down Eddie Pinheiro, although his two kicks cost the Bears today. There are plenty of other things that cost the Bears too, including the defense allowing the Chargers to go back down the field after the offense gets them on the board. Like Those types of things end up happening to teams that aren't as good as people think they're going to be. It's funny, though. I just finished the show over at NBC Sports Chicago, And we do that, and then we do a podcast where I kind of let the guys do whatever it is they want to do. And then I was talking with Alex Brown in the green room, and he said something that really stuck with me, really stuck when he was talking about the quarterback position in particular. And I think that it means something that's greater for the team, including what I was saying about Eddie Pinheiro. He was talking about Chase Daniel and Tyler Bray and how if – you had someone that was hungry to start at the quarterback spot. If you had a young player, and he was talking specifically about Gardner Minshew and what what Minshew has done already for Jacksonville. If you had a young player that was hungry and ready to start, you'd give them their opportunity now. Like this would be the week where you would make the change and you would say, we're going to give such and such an opportunity to go out and play We like Mitch, but we still feel that our season is on the line and we want to give it a little bit of a different look. 
what the Bears have done with their quarterback room, with their quarterback room, has taken competition completely out of it. Mitch doesn't have to worry because the guys that are behind him, he knows aren't better than him. He knows those guys don't give the Bears a better chance to win. He isn't pushed. Now, Alex brought this up in the context of of the Bears trading for a quarterback, trading for someone like Case Keenum, for example. But I think that his overall point is, is on target, that you should have to compete to keep your job. Because at every other position that's on the field, there's someone who wants your job badly. That, yeah, they, they want to help out their teammates and they're going to be able to do that, but they want your job badly. Why is that not the case at the quarterback spot? Because right now would be the time when Matt Nagy would be having a heart-to-heart, would be having a soul-searching session in looking at the film today and looking at Trubisky and how he played. Now, look, the numbers, again, are going to look I for him. 23 of 35, 253 yards. But when you start looking at the situational mistakes that that guy makes, they are legion. There doesn't seem to be any confidence in them being able to move the ball with him as the quarterback consistently. You're just waiting. Think about how much time you spent today while the Bears were on offense waiting for the interception that ended up happening. Seeing Mitch throw the ball to the sidelines or to the flat and understanding that at some point a charger was going to sit on a route, break on the ball, and intercept it. And there was one play where uh, was it 26 who ended up breaking up a pass to the flat when he could have had a pick six had he just kept his head up. But you kept waiting for that. You kept waiting for Mitch to make the fatal mistake. He has the fumble in the game. He comes up with the big play at the end, and I, I congratulate him for that. I really do putting them again in a position to win a game with a kick, and then you have the kicker miss. But the bigger problem is that I don't understand how anyone at Hallis Hall can look me in my eye and tell me that they trust that guy, whether it's players or coaches at this point. How can, how can you say that you trust that guy? There's no way. There's no way you can say you trust him. You can say you like him. You can say he has a lot of talent. You can say that he's a great teammate. You can't say that you trust him. You trust him to win. I don't know what else there is to say about Mitch. Like, it's clear that he doesn't have it. What I will say, though, is as I talked about throughout the week on the show, you needed a game plan that was going to allow for your quarterback to to succeed. Now, the mistakes that he makes, he makes on his own. But... There was a glimpse of it today when you saw the Bears line up in I formations, run isolation plays, run some power run games, and allow David Montgomery to live a little bit. And he did. 27 carries, 135 yards. I will tell you, I will sit here and tell you that that still wasn't enough. And it bothers me. You start looking at their their red zone efficiency, Look at the amount of plays, like like actually being efficient, 
at the end of the first half, they ran. They ran nine plays inside the Chargers' 15. The Chargers kept giving them first downs off of penalties. Chargers gave the Bears five first downs off of penalties. And they had two of them on that drive that ended up in a field goal and it being 9-7 to at the end of the half. They got down to first and goal at the four, and Montgomery didn't touch the ball. They didn't line up in I formation and run it three times or run it four times. They have the little pop pass thing to, to Patterson, which they seem to love, and then they they threw it again. It's that type of stuff that makes me make makes me feel like Matt Nagy doesn't learn. Now, my hope is that he'll go back and, and tonight when he gets into the office, he'll look at the tape and look at his offensive line getting off the ball, watching Cody White here get to the second level, watching James Daniels get look comfortable in his own skin, blocking, blocking a run game that was really good today, and then say we should do that more. But he seems so determined. He's determined about two things. One, he's determined to show you that his his offense works. Two, he's determined to show you that his offense works with Mitch. And I think it takes him out. I think that when he calls plays, he calls plays with pure ego. He he is not he is not grounded in reality of what is actually happening to his football team. He is still thinking about what could be instead of what is. And what is, is you have a, an extremely limited quarterback. A quarterback who looks like he's getting worse day by day. And it sucks. Because everyone who's watching the Bears play watches it with trepidation and limitation because of what the quarterback can't do. And so you end up being stuck watching this team flounder away opportunities. Knowing that he can't do it. Like almost everyone at this point now, even if you are the staunchest Mitch supporter, knows that he can't get it done. Not in this offense. And it's the reason why I I tried so vigorously to tell people to stop thinking about the Bears of 2018 as something that was of a, a, a given, that, that everyone was going to improve. That's not always how it works. And with quarterbacks in particular, you, you have now seen a Bears offense that is averaging, what, 18 points a game over the last 10? There's something fundamentally wrong with who they are as a team. And it's why I kept pointing out about last year's Vikings team and last year's Jacksonville team. Because the year before, you would have thought those teams were going to the Super Bowl. The league changes. It adapts. And for a few brief moments, you saw Nagy push back and adapt. And that's good. My question, and I asked my guys about this on, on the post game. I don't trust him to have learned and applied his learning to what the Bears look like the next week. 
I don't trust that his ego, especially going up against Doug Peterson next week in the Eagles, will allow for him to just say, hey, let's line it up in I formation again. And let's give the ball to David Montgomery and let's give him an opportunity to make plays. You hear guys who love running the football talk about the concept of body blows all the time. That's what it is. You're you're delivering body blows by running the ball, and eventually you're going to pop a big one, like David Montgomery's 55-yard run that he had. You're going to pop a big run if you just keep running it. He's stubborn. He's he's more stubborn than I imagined, and he's as dogmatic about his offense as anything. His response to whether or not they should have gotten closer strikes me as someone who was terrified. Him talking about how, oh, well, we could have fumbled. Or well, we, we, weren't, we knew that we weren't going to run and we knew that we weren't going to pass. I get if you don't trust your quarterback to pass the ball. I get it. I understand it. And quite honestly, I support it. But your run game actually did work. And because of that, you should have had more faith in what they were capable of doing to get you an extra yard. Because that's all you're talking about. You're talking about getting a couple extra yards and you lose yards by, by taking a knee. And I don't know if it's the difference. I don't know if it's the difference between them winning or losing the game. Maybe Pinheiro misses that kick too. But come on, man. Like the, the, the fact that he's so dug in. So dug in on some of this stuff. And I'm going to play this for you right here. And the reason I'm going to play it is because he said the exact same thing last year about Cody Parkey. I, I really like where we're at. I have I have ultimate faith in him. Um, I, I do. There's there's uh, it just happens to be in in our situation. It just gets completely magnified because of where we've been before. But I have ultimate trust in him. Uh, th- this is uh, he's going to be the first one to tell you that he wants to come back out here and he wants another opportunity at at that at that shot. You know, at that kick. So that's all we can do is is uh, you know next time he gets that chance, he puts it right down the middle. He has not earned ultimate faith. This is a guy who's played. This is now seven games. How in the world did you get to the the kicking competition to one guy earning ultimate faith by the head coach? It's stuff like this that I just I don't understand. There's no way in the world you should have ultimate faith in a kicker who doesn't have a resume. He doesn't have one. You're seeing what he can do, and some of it is really impressive. He's already missed a few kicks this year. But it's the same same message that he gave last year about Cody Parkey. That he had ultimate trust, ultimate faith. How? Let me guess. He's had some good practices, right? Again, let me go back to to Negi and and his thoughts on the the issue of running the clock down instead of trying to go for it. What do we do to rally? 
Uh, I said it last week, you got to win. If you win, all these questions about, you, you wouldn't even ask me the question about what happened in the play before if he makes that field goal. That question wouldn't have been asked. But Oh, you did? Okay. All right. All right. I believe you. Yeah, the question would have been asked, and it should have been asked. I, I don't know if there's a right answer, but to think that, that you're going to dodge that question by saying, oh, well, if you would have made the kick, yeah, so what? I think I probably would have asked. Hey, did you think about maybe trying to get closer on that one? There's a lot of faith being given to these guys, and and I don't know if it's necessarily been earned. But perhaps your eyes have been open to some of the limitations that the coaching staff seems to have. And I don't I don't want to go back over the scouting of Mitchell Trubisky out of college because I'm looking at this now as what is there to salvage in your 2019 season? And I don't think any of it is going to get salvaged by not being honest about stuff. You got ultimate faith in Eddie Pinheiro? How? Getting your ultimate faith seems to be pretty easy, Matt Nagy. You just have to show up and do your job competently a couple of times, and then you get ultimate faith? It's the NFL, man, on a, a choppy field after a lot of rain yesterday. Get your kicker as close as possible. We could play the what-if game all day. What if Patrick Scales doesn't snap the ball correctly? What if Pat O'Donnell doesn't get the, the hold down? And what if Eddie Pinheiro misses the kick, which he did? Meanwhile... You have a defense that gets a lot of credit, and they should because they play hard. They took the ball away today. Kyle Fuller with a great interception. But you still had a situation where the the defense, and they can't sit on the excuse of, well, the offense put us on the field too long. The Bears went up 16-7, to and they allowed the Chargers – to come back down on a 73-yard drive and kick a field goal. They allowed for that. They could have shut that down. They could have in they could have ended the game. They could have gotten off the field. And then later in the game when you throw an interception, it's a short field and a sudden change and it sucks for the defense. But they should relish being in that opportunity. Because if if you say, all right, it's on you. All you have to do to win is not let Phillip Rivers into the end zone. And what happens? Eckler gets out into the open field, scores on a touchdown. After you get a 15-yard face max penalty from Leonard Floyd. Gives them first and 10 at the 11th. If you want to be elite, if we're going to talk about this defense as an elite defense, elite defenses come up and stop Phillip Rivers. You had a chance. You had the lead. The game was in your hands. Her life was in your hands, dude. And you let them drive down the field. So there's a lot wrong, man. And now they're sitting here at three and four with a lot of question marks and they they have earned every bit of criticism and question marks that there should be when it comes to this team's 
present and future. But I'll go back to that point that Alex made. It's spot on, and it's something I'll probably talk about all week. The quarterback room should be a place of competition. And as it stands right now, you seem to have one quarterback that can't play at this level and two guys that are never, ever going to be in a position to push him. So what do you do? This loss felt like the Bears have to start completely over in their team building. The reason why, they don't have a quarterback. And there's not one in the system. And you could talk about how great the defense is with every year. You see how precious opportunities are when you're close. That you don't get to stair-step your way to a championship in the NFL. Guys are getting older. Injuries can be more prevalent. They were super lucky with injuries. Not lucky now. The Akeem Hicks thing is, is significant. So that's where I'm at after the, the Bears lose this one 17-16. I'll have stuff all throughout the week. It's, it's an annoying. Watching them play over the last three weeks has been annoying. Lock up Club Dub, man. Can't get in there. Can't get into Club Dub. I appreciate you listening. I'll have stuff for you later on this week on Loho Daily. Feel free to, to hit me up on Twitter at Lawrence W. Holmes or on Instagram. I'm sure the comments on the Bears Instagram page are going to be lit. Talk to you soon.